Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brana Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everybody. If you are joining me on YouTube, you will likely notice that there is going to be a nicely organized section of the YouTube channel, which includes a section for brand by design podcast episodes, as well as the brand new upcoming holistic human design podcast. Therefore, if you prefer watching with video, you can check out nice and easy over on the YouTube channel where to follow along the podcast. So I'm very excited about a new level of organization on YouTube and bringing you the Holistic Human Design podcast as well. Now, the one thing I want to say before we get started, guys, is that we have, I believe, 12 days. Today is February 27th. 12 days left to be one of the founding members of the BG5 Business Bundle Membership. Guys, when I say this is going to blow your mind, it is going to blow your mind where you get over $5,000 worth of content for $55 a month, which is a minimum three-month commitment. You also get immediate access to my life-changing Business by Human Design 15 module brand and business building course and individual courses for projectors, manifestors, and generators if you want to go deeper into your design. So it is, as one of my clients in that membership says, a no-brainer, and I would agree. Oh, and one more thing. You guys are asking me when a new mem- a new mastermind's coming up. It will be launching before the end of this week. You guys know there's limited space. So keep your eyes open on your email and on Instagram. That's usually the first places to find out. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this episode. What we are talking about today is relationships and connection charts. Specifically, what I want to talk about with you today is the energy of, and let me know if this has ever been you, where you are attracted to someone, whether it's a mentor, a love interest, a business partner, and then that very thing that attracted you is the thing that you kind of use against them later, right? Have you ever been there, right? After the honeymoon phase goes and you that very thing where you thought was so cute, in the end, it starts to nag at you. And awareness allows us to work on that, first of all. But I think the number one thing we have to keep in mind when we're looking at human design, BG5, you know, in BG5, we call it partnership analysis and human design, we call it a connection chart, is we seek what we are not. So you look essentially to fill up the places where you have openness. Therefore, you're going to be drawn to people that are defined where you're open and you're going to be defined where they're open. It's kind of like puzzle pieces that come together. However, very often, that place, whether it's a gate, a channel, or a center, bridges, right? might bridge a split, for example, that you have. And that can eventually be something that becomes the thorn in the side of your relationship. It becomes a challenge in your relationship because we don't understand what is going on. And one of what I feel the most powerful things in learning about connection charts and working with, I've worked with people in relationships, whether in business relationships or personal relationships, since I started out, I don't advertise it, 
what if someone reaches out and it's the right partnership to work with? I work with them. I've been working with people in this capacity for about five years now. And one of the most powerful things is when we understand how the other person operates, one, it always starts with us being ourselves, right? It's not about, well, I just need to figure out how the other person operates. It's about being ourselves and leveraging our design, our strengths, our wisdom, and seeing the other as a uniquely differentiated being. And within that, we get a deeper, I feel, sense of compassion for others and empathy for others because we understand that everyone is experiencing their energy in the world in a very different way. And it's based on their strengths, their openness, and even the nuance of nuance of that because you can have twins that appear to have the exact same energy but uniquely differentiated experiences and expressions of that energy. How does someone express their unique blueprint? All right, let's dive. We're going to pull apart the pieces a bit. And I'm going to give some examples on my chart and just some general examples on how this can show up. This is my chart here. And one of the places I seek people is gate 16. And I find a lot of people seek me out for the channel of judgment and the 48 because they have a hanging 16. So we will also loop back around and have a look at that. But I just want to talk about dealing with the not self first because One of the most important things to understand in any kind of partnership analysis or connection chart analysis is that you're dealing with the not self. You're dealing with a not self that has a problem with somebody else who is not self, who is coming for some kind of hope, solution, or as Rob would say, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, when people seek me out or when people seek out a relationship chart, it's to improve something in their relationship, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship. They're looking for improvement. That's why in helping people with business, I always look at what's the problem you solve because people want their problems solved. We have to see right from the beginning as someone like myself that does partnership analysis in business, for example, That the first thing in dealing with a partnership is that you do not know how anyone is going to be able to deal with the relationship because the fact is that what you're offering them is a possibility, possibility to correctly act as themselves. And when we look at it from a BG5 perspective, I can give people the practical tools to improve their business partnership all day long. Or even I work with powerful CEOs and team managers and entrepreneurs, and I might help them within their personal relationship. But at the end of the day, that's just a potentiality. That's a possibility to act correctly as themselves. They have to go off and actually implement it. But that's where it begins. Over and over again, whenever I deal with people and relationship problems, whether in business or personal relationships, it is the same. And this is something Raw said as well. They rarely have it correct. Now, Ra, and I'm going to read a direct quote. He says, it doesn't mean they never get it correctly, by the way. These things happen all the time. There are these potentials out there that a generator is asked and they go, "Uh uh-huh. But the vast majority of relationships do not begin correctly. If they don't begin correctly, then you're certainly not going to be the person who you could be with the person you could be with. It's your homogenized, conditioned, not self being with another homogenized, conditioned, not self. So guys, the bedrock of a partnership in business or personal relationships is you have to act correctly as yourselves. This is also something that I deal with, with parents and their kids. And yeah, it's great to learn your child's design, 
In fact, in the BG5 Business Bundle, you receive my course, Raising Children by Design. It's great to be able to understand our kids' designs. It's great to be able to understand your partner's design, but it's not to be used to look at someone and say, this is where you're messing up. This is why you're the problem. That'll be a popular thing to say if someone has a wide split in their design, right? This is where you're the problem. It's to first understand ourselves because we are very often getting into it from the not self. As Ross said, this information was for the children. And as adults finding this information, we are already deeply conditioned. We already have all these stories about how we can't be ourselves. We've already been seeking what we are not through our openness throughout our lives. And I've met with people and stood across from people that are willing to die on the hill that know they've known human design for even a year or maybe a week. And they are in their true self. They're never in the not self. They're in the city of their gene keys spheres. And I feel like that is the epitome of the ego to say, no, I, I always have it right. I'm so enlightened that I am never in the not self. It is a lifelong journey for us. So number one, the bedrock of any kind of re- understanding of relationships, understanding of how we come together within human design, BG5 and business and personal relationships is act correctly as yourself. It seems so simple, right? But it's not that simple because it would be easy if everyone was coming into those calls, those analysis sessions as themselves, but we're dealing with the not self. And what Ross said is the thing that I have to return to over and over again is that when somebody comes to you for a partnership reading, don't assume that your responsibility is simply giving them the analysis of how they connect to somebody else because it really isn't the point. And that probably just blows up everything, right? You're going, but no, that is the point. I want to understand how I connect with someone else. One of the most important things is to understand yourself, understand where are the shadows, where are the places that you get stuck, those traps in your own energy, the traps in your own mind, right? In the partnership analysis to talk about you being yourself is to help you understand how to operate correctly, help you understand where you get stuck in relationships, where you may be seeking someone out for the quote unquote wrong reasons and not self reason. Or maybe even holding on to someone for the wrong reasons, for a not self reason. Maybe that's an undefined splenic center and you're holding, you have an undefined splenic center and you're holding on to someone because they make you feel good, but they're not overall right for you. Most relationships, despite the fact that they do not start correctly, however, have a potential the moment you add real understanding. And I would say, There's a potential for real understanding. There's a potential for alignment when both parties as well are willing. You know, it's not about dragging your partner, whether it's a business partner or a um, love interest, to the call and be like, you are going to love this, (laughs) and then forcing them. There has to be a willingness on both sides, a willingness to go through the experiment as a couple, as a partnership, and a willingness to act correctly as yourself. And this was one of the biggest things, even in relationships in my own life in various capacities, is as I understood myself deeper, I was one, I really wanted everyone to understand human design. And maybe you can relate to that, where you want everyone to know their design. You want everyone to know how they can improve their life by learning their design, by learning their strengths, by checking out their body graph. But ultimately, in a partnership analysis or in a 
connection chart, both parties have to be willing to go on that experiment because it is an experiment. Because what's the advantage to one person who really knows who they are, but the other person doesn't want to be involved in it, right? So Ross says, what's the advantage to one person who knows that they have to be asked and they have a partner who doesn't ask, right? So say you know you're a generator and you have to be asked yes, no questions, but your partner doesn't want to ask you yes, no questions. Maybe they think it's stupid. All right. So Ross continues with, and then they tell their partner that their partner has to ask them and the partner doesn't want to ask them. Then what do you do? Why should I? Because you're interested in that stuff. You have to deal with the fact that you're dealing with the not self. It's the first thing for any professional to understand. So this is his in the partnership analysis as part of the BG5 train. This was when he taught it when he was still alive. That's what he's saying to us. That's what we have to understand. And that's what I want to impart on you as well. One, to allow, honestly, some of the guilt and shame that I feel has built up in the online space over the last couple of years surrounding the not self to loosen its grip on you. You are human. It is not that you are necessarily doing something wrong, that you're a bad person, that you slip into the not self. You are human. And two, to understand when we're coming together in relationship, we're bringing two not selves together. And how can we gain a deeper understanding of ourselves first and then how we come together? Raw continues with, just because somebody has a gleam in their eye that they want to know something doesn't mean that that gleam is anything other than their fractal line dragging them along to you, right? And that's so true where I've done partnership readings and connection charts and the one partner just drag the other person along and then I don't, they don't see any change in their relationship. Years later, they're in the same spot, right? And maybe frustration's growing, anger's growing, bitterness is growing, disappointment's growing. And I've also been on calls where people just see the light bulbs go off and it makes so much sense. I remember one of the first connection chart readings I did, it was a one-on-one client, business client. And she said, can we have a call? I know that you're not offering this service separately, but is it okay if my partner comes on the call and he understands a little bit about his design and we understand how we come together? And I'll never forget, as soon as we talked about the generator response, the yes, no response and asking yes, no questions, they both burst out laughing. And she says, I can't tell you how many times I've asked him open-ended questions and he can't answer. He'll sit there like a deer in the headlight and just stare at me. And I could never figure it out. I could never figure out why. And now you're telling me all along, all I had to do was ask him yes, no questions. And then they pause and he goes, but remember even with dinner, if you ask me an open-ended question about dinner, I don't have an answer. But if you say, are you feeling like pizza tonight? Then I have an immediate answer. There's a yes or a no. And so there, when we have two people, even if in the not self, come together with a willingness to experiment and an interest in going in the experiment and an interest in learning more about themselves, that's the kind of breakthroughs that can really be had in one session. And there's some of my favorite breakthroughs to see. Another one is often the generator manifesting generator in relationships and the dishes analogy. I'll give the analogy of doing dishes and it's just such a breakthrough for them. And I'll say, okay, so the generator, as an example of your energy, you go step by step by step by step. So let me guess, when you do dishes, you have a process and it goes step by step every single time, especially you have a defined Ajna, it is going step by step. 
And so you put all the dishes in the water, in the warm, soapy water, and then you turn on the faucet and you're washing them with your sponge. You rinse them off. Then you put them in the drying rack and they sit in the drying rack until they're dry. And then you put them in the cupboard and I'll get a laugh and going, oh my goodness, yes, that is exactly what I do. Those are the steps I follow when I do dishes. And I say, okay, let's do this now. I bet I can guess how your partner as an MG does dishes. And you see them kind of light up a bit. They're so excited. I think they already know where I'm going with this. And I say, okay, so you're an MG. So you're skipping steps. And maybe you don't see the point in filling the sink with water. It's a waste of time. It's not very efficient. So what you do instead is you turn on the faucet, you grab a soapy sponge, you wash off the dishes. While it's still in your hand, you dry it and you put it away. And they both, and every time I've used this analogy for connection charts and partnership analysis charts, both parties fall into a fit of giggles over that. They can't believe how they've been seen and it's explained. And it also relieves some of the tension because you might have certain things, for example, in the generator MG, which the generator is a builder in business. The manifesting generator is an express builder in business. You might have almost a frustration, right? Like you thought it was cute how your partner had all these steps in the beginning and they had 15 steps for everything and all these things, these graphs on how they do everything in the house, right? You thought that was cute. And then after a while, you're like, this isn't very efficient and it's annoying me. Like, let's cut out 10 of these 15 steps. So when we gain a deeper understanding of each other, we gain such, I feel, compassion for each other as well. And when we allow ourselves to have a laugh, really the not self, but also the true self and how it sneaks in, how it really shows up without us understanding or knowing in the beginning, that illumination of the patterns can create and nurture deep connection over time. So what we look for is realigning a relationship through an agreement to experiment. Now, if I'm looking at a personal relationship, that's what we're doing. We're going on an experiment together with my clients. If I'm looking at a business relationship, yes, we will experiment and we'll see how that works. But it's from a practical strategy perspective with actual practical strategy, they can implement immediately in their business because the idea of BG5 is to increase profit potential. So therefore, we want to make sure that the business partnership is working in a way that increases profit potential. Rotru, who also says the real work is not saying oh, you have this and you have that. The real work is saying that the only thing that's going to work for you is if you as a being are operating correctly as yourself. Everything begins there. So why do I keep repeating this? I keep repeating this because the not self in our mind, and the mind is separate from the head center, it's separate from the ajna, not even quantum physics fully understands the mind. The not self, so the mind is a spokesperson for your not self. It is a spokesperson for the not self of your undefined gates, your undefined channels, your undefined centers. And where that pressure is, is going to be different based on your unique design. The mind is going to say, if I understand where they're pissing me off, <laughs> this relationship can be better, right? But it starts with being willing to go on the experiment of what does it mean to be myself? The only realignment in a relationship, which is why I think it's so important for both couples to be present on the call. I have never personally, I don't believe in doing one of these sessions or calls without both partners, whether it's an intimate partnership, two friends or business partnership. 
is a mutual agreement. We are coming together and our own personal power to one, look at our role within it, how we can leverage our strengths and where there might be tension within our two designs, where there might be compromise within our two designs. And that is the nuance, of course, that we're not going to get into today of compromise electromagnetics. There is a nuance and a depth available to how we interact with the other, but there initially has to be this willingness for people to come together. For people to learn more about themselves, experiment with it, and be open to their partner without trying to fix someone. And depending, again, on your personal chart, so say you're a a simple split. So if you pull up your body graph on Jovian Archive and you look under definition, say it says, let me see if I can pull one up here. No, Joe Holwyn. I have Joe Holwyn and Taylor. They're both up and they're both single. All right. But say you pull up your chart and under definition, it says split. And there's only one gate needed to connect the two islands in your chart. That's going to feel very personal. So any problems with the relationship feels like me, me, me. It's my fault. It's my, You make me feel insignificant. You make me feel like I don't have the depth. You make me feel like I don't have the skills, right? And if there's a wide split, now it gets more nuanced the further apart. However, it's usually like, a you or economy problem or world problem. It's because of the world. It's because of the economy, et cetera, et cetera. So we can even go on the nuances of this type of definition you have and how that's going to have an impact on your relationship as well. But we have to come together. We have to come together as partners and go on a deeper understanding of ourselves and reveal our hidden potential, not just individually, but as a team. As a team, what is your hidden potential? Because when we're looking at the different charts, when we're looking at bringing people together, if I'm going to say, you know, look, Sally, (laughs) Jack, you know, I would use Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, one of my favorite movies growing up. So if I'm going to say, look, Sally, John is defining your emotional system and you have that open. One, Sally has to realize that her reaction that has always been to try to avoid confrontation and truth has been that center, right? She needs to understand her role in it. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's my role. I'm an undefined solar plexus. I understand my role in it. I understand an overview of the mechanics of the relationship at play. And just saying that also typically resonates with Jack, with the other partner. Because they realize, oh, yeah, every time, you know, I come home from work having a bad day or every time I'm a little bit emotional, she's amplifying that and she's even more emotional than me. And then she's getting mad at me for being emotional. (laughs) Let me know if you relate to that. I know me as an undefined solar plexus, this has been a consistent place of work for me over the years, even in my personal relationships is that open, mine's completely open solar plexus of I don't know what to feel. Now I'm a triple split, so it's really important that I take more time than someone that's a single definition or even a simple split, take more time to process. However, that's been a place where, yes, it it makes me laugh right away because of course I have it open. And when people come into my aura with a defined emotional center, I feel that my not self is trying to avoid confrontation and truth with that person because I don't want to upset them or I don't want to trigger their emotional wave. And in my personal relationships, that understanding from the other person 
also gives them a little bit more compassion for me, although it is still my responsibility to be in control of my emotions and to not let their emotions amplify my own. It also helps them understand. And then we work together, just like I do with my clients, on how do we work together on this? Now, the only thing that can really lead to a surprise is for Sally to understand what that has done to her relationship and how important it is for her to begin to operate differently and to how to deal with the other differently. So this has been the major shift for myself, not to avoid confrontation, to find the truth and not to do that as necessarily a conscious task, but to do that as somebody who's operating correctly as themselves. Okay, so what do we mean by that? I'm going to break. I like saying it more in human design language and then breaking it down for you guys. What this means, and I'm going to give you guys an example. When I first started going on my experiment, when I was really learning about the role of others' energetics and when people come together, I was consciously, I was really trying really hard consciously to notice and be aware of where I was avoiding confrontation and truth. And I remember there was this incident with my horses when I was boarding and I was really avoiding confrontation and truth with my friend who ran the boarding facility. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I really like her. She's a friend of mine. And I didn't want to say what was really on my heart about the situation. So I was avoiding confrontation and truth. And I remember on the way home in the car that day from the barn, I thought, Ashley, you really avoided confrontation and truth. You need to fix this. Right. And then consciously, in the beginning, yes, of course, in the beginning, it is going to be a conscious work at the end of the day. There's no other way around it. There is going to be a conscious, okay, interesting. I avoided confrontation and truth. And I reached out and I said, look, you know, the truth is I just didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I really like you and I respect you. It was just this piece that was leaving me a little bit frustrated. And if we could fix that, it would be great. And of course, she was completely understanding as people are when we speak our truth. And if they're not, then they're probably not meant for us anyway. However, as I've gone on my journey, it wasn't and is not about constantly correcting myself, constantly, consciously going back and saying, okay, Ashley, you have to find the truth, find the truth and speak your truth. The idea is as you go on the experiment, and yes, it's likely, especially when we're deeply conditioned, especially when it's totally open and you don't know what to feel for the undefined solar plexus, there's going to be a conscious almost initiation into it. It's very similar to when we rewire our identities in neuroplasticity, in psychology. When we rewire our identities, there is going to be a conscious period where you're consciously rewiring those identities, where you're consciously reminding yourself. However, the goal is not for that to be forever. The goal is you naturally find the truth within that moment, within the solar plexus, undefined and defined. And you speak your truth. Richard, or sorry, Richard, Robert, who says one of the dilemmas with the not self is when you say you have to compromise with your partner and you always have to do this thing because your partner has the whole thing. You give that to the not self and the not self will feed on that. Not only is it going to feed on that, but ultimately it's going to fulfill the destiny of what compromise always brings. Compromise always brings tension that can destroy a relationship. Always. By telling the not self that they're in a position where they are helpless and there is nothing they can do about it, either love it or leave it, the not self, when it's unhappy, will just leave it, not deal with it, not understand it, not operate correctly as themselves. 
So this is another piece, and that's a direct quote from Ra Ruhu when he did the partnership trainings when he was alive. So this is also when we're in the not self, and I've found more so in the beginning of my career, working with people that are so like, I will die on the hill of my not self. When we are in that energy, we would rather combust, blow up the relationship than compromise. We would rather blow up the relationship and die in the hill of what we believe to be true than find that compromise. And compromise does mean something different in human design and BG5, but we're not going to get into that today. But the idea is from the not self, very often it's going to just leave it. And this is also where I see in business, people blow up their business, blow up business partnerships because from the not self, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. No, that's not right for me. No, I'm not compromising in that. It's my way or the highway. And this was years ago in the online space, very popular for manifestors to say. I saw this when a lot of what I call pop culture, human design experts were coming out, making up their own version of human design. I saw this a lot where manifestors would go online and basically say, I don't care if you like it or not. This is what I'm doing. And ultimately, if you're building a business, you need people to want what you're creating. If you are building a fruitful business partnership, you do need to compromise and see where the other's coming from. And in your personal relationships, of course, you need to be able to compromise. And if you're always leaving it when things get hard, when you always leave it when things get tension or there is tension, instead of looking at ourselves, instead of taking ownership of our shadow patterns, that becomes a shadow pattern that is constantly replayed in different relationships in our lives. So we have an opportunity to deal with the not self and say, you know, I'm not leaving it. I'm noticing this as a pattern when things are tough, when there's compromise, when I'm meeting someone halfway that I leave, that I run, I'm going to work on this. And that can be a conscious process in the beginning. However, remembering that most relationships, I'd say 99.9% of relationships are starting when both people are in the not self. I just want to say quickly, a rainstorm just hit. So hopefully I don't lose internet. But if I do, that is where I went. (laughs) So most relationships are based on the fact that the moment somebody is interested in you, there's a part of you that's relieved. We're all relieved. Now, remember what I said at the beginning is we seek out what we are not. We seek what we are not, and then that becomes the source of frustration in our business. There's a part of you when you get into this relationship, whether it's business partnership or personal relationship, that's so happy someone sees you in that respect, so happy that you feel like, ah, my other puzzle piece is here. Finally, they value me. They, I have the right skills with this relationship. I have the depth, whatever that connection is. It's why one of the most common questions in all relationships is like, what was it about me? Why me? Right? Even coaches think of this. Why me? Why did you pick me over everyone else in my niche? Why do you care about me? And it's something that the mechanics do. The mechanics draw us together. The mechanics are at play whether we are consciously aware of them or not. And this is what I say to a lot of people in relationships or business, although it's a lot more sketchy in business. You can't just ask employees for their charts and for their birth date, illegal in every country I know of. And that might, you know, depending on your niche of partner you're looking for in an intimate relationship, maybe they'll get that and be like, cool, I'm into astrology too. I'm into human design too. But again, when we start to look at it as a formula, a conscious formula, we're not allowing the mechanics to do what the mechanics are meant to do. The mechanics are normally 
and naturally meant to magnetize what you are not. And the same goes for the other person. And when we meddle too much as well within that, we can end up compromising in certain areas, trying to fill up certain areas that we feel will be best to fill up and then causing bigger problems elsewhere. So for me, a big part of one initial hiring for my clients that are looking at adding employees or even partnerships within their business is one, it's illegal to ask for birth information. Please don't do that. Trust the energetics. And in personal relationships, I guess certainly can ask for that. As I said, people might be interested in that as well. And trust the energy because your conscious mind is going to try to add up A plus B equals C. And it's always going to be more complicated than that. So I always say, trust the energy of what's brought together and then let's work with that. And let's work with what's here. Because in thinking you need to fill up certain places, you might actually be causing bigger issues elsewhere. And the mind loves control. The mind loves control. And the mind thinks, the the very thing that the mind's going to think as soon as it gets this information is it goes, perfect, I know how to create the perfect relationship. And it has this illusion of control, which again, can create more problems in different areas. The not self at the end of the day is frightened. It's frightened things, you know, aren't going to go its way. It's always trying to work through a specific strategy, very attached to the outcome. It's always trying to control its life. Always, always, always the not self has or wants, desires control. And this is also why One of my instructors at the International Human Design School said something that was really profound and I always pass along to my clients as well, is the not-self gets the loudest when we are making aligned decisions. I believe one of the most detrimental pieces of pop culture, human design in the online space is if it's aligned, it's going to be a full body, hell yes, it's going to feel so good, it's going to feel pleasurable and everything will just flow and be easy. It's often the exact opposite. The not-self mind is going to get involved because it's losing control. The not-self mind is going to get involved because the strategy isn't going how it thought it should go. And it will also sabotage. And it often, more often, sabotages the right opportunities than it does the wrong. Because the wrong opportunities, the wrong relationships, the wrong partnerships very often are a threat to the not-self. Because the not-self is finally losing control and you're trusting the energetics. And the not-self is so deep. It's dense. And again, by the time we are adults, we've spent our entire life creating endless stories on why we can't be ourselves and why we should be something other than what we are. And then we get into relationships like that. But again, I said, like I said, when we get into relationships, even if it's from the not-self, when we go in with a willingness more often than not, we can work through that. More often than not, we can create a really powerful, deep relationship within it. But as Ross says, you have to see that because you know it's a theoretical construct, the not-self, and you've experienced the not-self in yourself, and because you work with this professionally, there is an assumption that the others can grasp it too, but it's not so easy. So he's speaking to us, of course, as professionals in BG5 and the IHDS trainings, and It's a reminder for all of us because I firmly believe even those that have dedicated their lives to human design and BG5 and all of these trainings, it's still not easy. It is an illusion that it's easy one day. Yet, it all begins with being yourself. Until you begin with yourself, 
you know, it's the epitome of self-love. You can't love others truly and deeply until you love yourselves. And that's essentially what Ra is saying. Because until you begin with yourself, the relationship you have with others are always relationships that have a dilemma and that are based on the not self. And it's really frightening to think about how homogenized and control humanity is. It's spooky in a way. And again, one of the major red flags for the not self for me is when someone is even more adamant they're not walk- they're not in the not self, willing to die on that hill. That's just who I am. Rather than being curious, is that really who I am? Now, everybody thinks because I just know something like you, I, then I can fix it. Like I said, this is the not self. That is the vanity of will. That is the vanity of the not self. It is the epitome of the not self. Even in business, right? If I just know enough about my business relationship, if I just know enough about my business, I'll fix it. I'll never mess up. I'll make millions and millions of dollars. Everything will be easy. It'll be super scalable just because I have the formula. That's the not self. It's just not so. All you can do about the nature of your relationships is to begin anew. You begin as yourself. And of course, we know in the reality of this Maya, the illusion that we are in, it can often be difficult. So be willing to go on that the experiment with the people in your life. Be willing to go on that experiment. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about my chart where I can get stuck with others. And then I want to give another example with the undefined splenic center, because this is something I've seen pop up over the years. And I use more discernment in who I work with now. However, this can be a big issue as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is my undefined 16. I have 58 to 18 and 48. So there's a lot of pressure from that root coming up to 48. And then I have 16 open. So a lot of my awareness, now I'm a triple split, so my conditioning tends to be more focused on the centers and, and this is the nuance of working with a professional as well, and with my chart, when I'm looking at relationships, 16 is a big one that comes up. My awareness is very often tuned to 16. Now, it bridges a split, of course. The split would be I have the ego, the splenic center, and the root connected, I have the sacral and the G-center connected, and then the ajna in the throat. So if I meet someone with a 16, it bridges a split between my ego, splenic center, and root, and my ajna in my throat. And with that, there's a lot of pressure on the 16 to bring out, to externalize what I've judged, the patterns I see, and the depth I have. But the 16 is going to say, do I have the skills? Do I have the right skills? Do I need more skills? Now, that shows up in different ways in my life, but in relationships, I tend to attract a lot of people with gate 16. And what we have to keep in mind is when you are around people that have definition where you are open, you amplify that at 200%. However, I also want to underline that that is not your energy. It is borrowed energy. So I am often attracted to people that have skills. They're attracted to me for my depth. And I'm really interested in the skills they hold. And then when I'm around them as well, I feel like, oh my goodness, I have the skills. I have the skills I need. 
because now I can access that energy. I bridge the split from my root, my spleen, et cetera, and ego up to the throat, Najna. And so it's kind of that feel good energy of I have the skills. Now, as I said in the beginning, where we are attracted to people is often what creates challenges in our relationships. So someone with my energy, with that undefined gate 16, but the 58 to 18 and 48, as soon as their partner walks out the door, it could be their business partner, it could be their intimate partner, there's relationship problems. Not when the person's there, because you're in that energy of the gate 16. It's when they leave. Now, when that person leaves, it's it's your fault. I can't master my skills. It's your fault. I don't have the skills, right? And it could be showing up in many ways. Maybe it's, you know, the partner leaves and leaves you home with the kids. Well, it's your fault. I don't have the skills because I don't have time to do my trainings and to learn more because I'm running around after the kids instead of you watching them. Let me know if that resonates where there's something in your relationship where, you know, as soon as the person leaves, there's a frustration that builds, there's a bitterness that builds, there's a disappointment or an anger, and you haven't been able to put your finger on it. So that can be a big one. And I don't have kids. I'm just using that as a theoretical example, but it's your fault. I don't have the skills or I can't build the skills because while you leave, I'm around these kids that are emotional and screaming and yelling at me. Now I'm all caught up in my emotions. I can't focus on my skills. I don't know what to think. Undefined head center, amplifying their emotional waves, open solar plexus. And because I'm amplifying their wave and I don't know what to think, I've defined gate 64. Now I'm stuck in confusion. I don't know what I need to do to push through this, this block in my business. I don't know what to do to push through this block in my skills, but it's all your fault because you left, right? And it's a simple split there. It's only one gate. And it's, yes, I don't have the skills. It's very personal. I don't have the skills. But because when that person's around, I feel like I have the skills. When they leave, it feels like it's all your fault. Now, I want to give you guys another example because as you can see, I have a defined splenic center. Now, we'll pull up Joe Alwyn's chart. I just had both of theirs. I was interested in looking at a connection chart for them. They do compromise themselves or Taylor Swift is compromised and Joe Alwyn, they have compromises in their chart. And I feel like that was a big issue in the relationship, but we're not going to get into that today. However, that is why I pulled up their charts. So Joe has an undefined splenic center. I have a defined splenic center and I have a heavily defined splenic center. I have the 58 to 18 with the 48. And I also have the channel of the entrepreneur 44 to 26, which is a really strong business channel. Now, Let's say Joe Alwyn is one of my clients. You can hit me up, Joe. We can work together. (laughs) Say he's one of my clients and he's attracted. Now, what we look at now, let's take one step back. With the undefined splenic center, we'll be attracted to the splenic center for that feel-good feeling, right? And there's layers to that in other areas that you define each other. However, I want to keep it really simple here because the analogy is going to be very simple as well. It's a feel-good feeling. You get a good feeling around that person, right? You're able to access your intuition around that person. You're able to access your instinct around that person. So say Joe hires me. I should have pulled up and do that. I should have pulled up a connection chart, but we'll be here all day. So we will not do that. He hires me. I have 
the Defined Splenic Center. Interestingly enough, Taylor Swift also has a Defined Splenic Center, which is probably why he was also attracted to her. Now, when we're together on, say, coaching calls, Joe feels good. He feels at 44 to 26. Interestingly enough, Taylor also has 44 to 26. He does not. He feels at 44 to 26. He's really feeling powerful in the bargains and the trades he's meant to be having. He's really feeling strong in his intuition. So Joe Alwyn, because I have that defined splenic center and he feels like, okay, perfect. I'm deeper in touch with my intuition. I can see the patterns that need to be corrected around when I'm with you. I have that depth. You have the depth. And when I'm around you, I feel that depth to my skills because he has the hanging gate 16. I have the defined 48 and 18. I also have that 44 to 26, which is the channel of the entrepreneur. And he feels seen. He feels in tune with his body graph. He feels in tune with himself when he's around me. And then he gets out of my energy. So he gets off a call, say, for example, when he's out of that energy, when he's disconnected from the 48, disconnected from the splenic center, disconnected from the 44 to the 26, he goes, it's your fault that I don't feel good in my business. It's your fault that money's not flowing. It's your fault I can't connect to X, Y, and Z, to my depth, to the problems that need to be seen and corrected. It's your fault. And I've had this in business relationships, in clients that have hired me that have the defined spleen or the undefined splenic center. I've had this where clients get on a call and they're like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And I'm so in tune. I'm connected. I get this. Yes. And then we get off the call and like the Voxer goes off or the Slack goes off. And it's like, it's your fault that this isn't working. Now, again, this is I've developed a lot of discernment over the years for this, and I have much more discernment in who I work with because that's the not self-speaking. And while I understand both in my professional relationships and personal relationships, we are going to be in the not self at certain times. That is a pattern of it. But that recognition and the personal ownership of, like we talked about, going deep into being yourself the correct use of your energy, understanding where those not-self patterns come up, understanding how those not-self patterns control our lives and impact the relationships around us, right? Because you are not a punching bag for someone else's not-self in a personal capacity or a business capacity. And so what we want to ensure when we get in these relationships and where these relationships work is both parties, even if you come into the relationship in the not-self, business or professional, both parties are willing to do the work. Both parties are willing to do the real work of what does it mean to be you? Because that is going to be a pattern. For example, with Joe Alwyn, if he was a client, over and over and over and over and over again. He'll hire someone that has a defined splenic center Maybe has that probably has the 18, probably has the 48, probably has the 44 to 26, and then get upset when things, when they're out of that energy and they're not understanding the mechanics and how that's going, get upset. Well, you, it's your fault that I'm not in tune. It's your fault I don't understand the bargain. It's your fault I can't see what's not working. It's your fault. And so, what my hope is, is that in my personality, son is in 18. So gate 18, personality, sun, work on what has been spoiled, the gate of correction. So when they're in my energy, they know what to correct. 
And then when they're not in my energy, they don't know what to correct. I don't know. What do I correct? What do I believe in? What am I defending? I feel incompetent. And this pattern, again, it can be in personal relationships. It can be in professional relationships that this happens over and over again. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I wanted to give those two examples on how it can show up. And ultimately, what we need to do is one, take responsibility for our own shadow patterns. Take responsibility for our energy. Take responsibility for what does it mean to be me and to operate correctly as me, as a uniquely differentiated being. What does that mean? But I'm telling you right now, more than anything, what is going to make relationships work, whether in business or personal, is taking ownership of our shadow patterns. And it doesn't have to be in a way of feeling guilt or shame about who we are, but in knowing and trusting that when we shift those shadow patterns, it allows us to take more personal responsibility. It allows us to be more in our personal power and increase the quality of our relationships. And that relationship can be in any realm of life. So I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, you can send me an email at support at Ashley Brana Eve if you enjoyed it and you want to learn more about working with me in terms of partnership analysis. And I would be honored to speak about the different options with you. Very often, what I do with my high-level clients is curate packages. Now, please keep in mind that it would be one-on-one packages and consulting packages. So there is, you know, applicable pricing to that. However, I do with my higher-level clients curate packages. So don't hesitate to reach out at ashleybrannaeve.com or support at ashleybrannaeve.com. And I'd be honored to discuss it with you. And I love that you got to see it in real time the relationship connection chart taking place. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please also give me a tag on Instagram at Ashley Brianna Eve, and you can join me over there for kind of the daily shenanigans of running a sanctuary, having multiple businesses, including a chicken business where I breed silky chickens and everything else, the daily wisdom drops that go on over there. I hope you guys have a great day and thank you for hanging out with me. Bye guys.